Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Are you a budding writer seeking to conquer the literary world? Well, look no further. Welcome to How Not to Write, the ultimate podcast dedicated to guiding the newbie writer like you on an exhilarating journey of creativity and self-expression. Join me, Janae, your fellow aspiring wordsmith and host extraordinaire as we embark on a quest to uncover the secrets of a captivating narrative. From overcoming writer's block to crafting unforgettable characters, we'll dive deep into the intricacies of the writing process. Each episode is a treasure trove of tips, tricks, and invaluable insights that will leave you inspired, informed, and ready to unleash your writing potential. No matter your experience level, How Not to Write is your go-to resource for mastering the art of storytelling. And remember to visit me at JanaeWritesBooks.com to stay connected, access exclusive content, and be the first to know about exciting updates. So if you're ready to shatter limitations, embrace your creativity, and become the writer you were born to be, subscribe to How Not to Write right now. Let's embark on this remarkable adventure together and craft narratives that will captivate readers from around the world. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, and welcome to another episode of How Not to Write. I'm your host, Janae, and today we are going to tackle a topic that's close to everyone's heart, networking and connecting with other writers. I have to say that I myself struggle with this, but it's necessary to advancing as a writer. As much as we enjoy the solitary nature of writing, building a supportive community can fuel creativity and open up doors to exciting opportunities. And I will add that if you fail, keep trying. You will find your tribe. Before I dig in, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in and for your continuous support. If you love the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to me. Also, I wanted to announce that my book, The Witch's Prophecy, will be out on September 28th. And if you want to receive my first chapter, you can go to my website, www.JanaeWritesBooks.com. That is www.JanaeWritesBooks.com. You can join my newsletter to be up to date with all of my novels, behind the scenes of the whole process, and win prizes from getaways, giveaways. That is www.JanaeWritesBooks.com. Now let's get down to it. Networking. It can be a daunting word, but fear not, my fellow wordsmiths, because I 
got some valuable advice to share. Let us first define what the word networking means. Networking is simply the action of or process of interacting with others to exchange information, develop professional or social contacts. What do you think about when I say that? For me, I think about Facebook groups, LinkedIn, and Goodreads, and that's just online. You can also network in person, which can be a writing group that meets at a coffee shop for sprints, discussion, or gripes about one's own failure at go- at your goals. Let's understand why networking is crucial for writers. Writing can be a lonely activity, but having a network of like-minded individuals can provide inspiration, feedback, and even potential collaborations. I remember when I started my writing journey. I was hesitant to reach out to others. I thought my work should speak for itself. But I would quickly realize that connecting with other writers could be game changer. It helped me to grow as a writer and as a person. I remember fondly that my book at the time was 125,000 words. Yeah, it was a whopper. It was full of typos, grammar mistakes, and too many words, some that were repeated and some that were unnecessary. I had to find these groups on my own, and I had to advertise to certain groups for someone to read my thriller. Yes, The the Witch's Prophecy started out as a thriller, and it was called The Lady of Death. I had to... I had two interested people and one ripped me a you-know-what without discretion. It was terrible. It was horrible. All you should know that your skin can't be tough all the time. Getting Getting started as a writer, I learned that the hard way. As I previously said, where should you begin your networking adventure? Platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and writing forums are a treasure trove of supportive writers. Some may not be, yes. Engaging in conversations, sharing your experiences, and being open to listening and learning from others will make a world of difference. You'll be amazed at how quickly you can build meaningful conversations and connections But please be warned, there are people in these groups, and I keep saying this, but there are people in these groups where cowards, I like to call them cowards, hide. Yes, hecklers that disguise themselves as experts in grammar, diction, and developmental editing. Some people do not know what the word constructive is. Let me tell you. Constructive criticism is a type of feedback that aims to provide helpful, valuable insights to improve someone's work, performance, or skills. It is a thoughtful and balanced approach to offering feedback, highlighting both strengths and areas for improvement. The main goal of constructive criticism is to assist the individual in growing learning, and making positive changes. I will give you points on what that means. 
first of all, we have specificity, constructive criticism that is clear and specific, addressing a particular aspects of the work or performance. Vague comments are avoided, and the feedback focuses on concrete examples and observations. So, for instance, you say, the tree blew in the wind. Well, what kind of tree was it? Was it an apple tree? Was it an oak? Specificity will highlight things like that. Focus on behavior or work, not on the person. The feedback is directed towards actions, choices, or input, not the individual's personality or character. It avoids personal attacks and remains respectful. Now, you'll see these kind of comments on Amazon where people will totally attack the person that made the product or whatever, or made the book, instead of the work that the the author or individual that's selling. And that's not, that's not how it goes. Balance of positive and negative. It highlights both strengths and weaknesses. Recognizing what has been done well helps build confidence and reinforces good practices while identifying areas for improvement offers guidance for growth. So say, for instance, you want to give somebody constructive criticism, so you give them a criticism sandwich is what it's called, where you give them positive feedback, negative feedback, and then positive feedback again. So, and I don't mean, when I say negative, I don't mean like go to town on them. I mean what their strength is in said passage that they've given you. Actionable and practical. Constructive criticism provides actionable suggestions for improvement. Instead of merely pointing out problems, it offers ideas and solutions to address them. When I met my third CP, (laughs) she had a way with words and she offered me suggestions on how I can address the problem. At first, I was very defensive of my word choice or my passage or my sentence. It wasn't until she was no longer there that I realized how much she helped me become a better writer. So usually how it goes is you need to get a critique partner that is at the same level as you are. And they'll point out something. Hopefully, they'll give you an example of how you can correct it, and then you correct it on your own, okay? So they only give you suggestions, and I had a hard time with my suggestions. I know, I know how hard it is to part with your, what is it, killing your darlings? Yeah, yeah, killing your darlings. I got to to the point where I just stopped being so naive and as well as unbendable about my work. Now I love cutting things. I love cutting things. And I like to cut things before somebody else sees what I cut. Timeless, providing feedback in a timely manner is essential for for it to be most effective. Timely feedback allows the individual to reflect on their work and make necessary adjustments promptly. So if you have dedicated a certain time limit to your writing schedule as far as 
writing the book, editing the book, and then publishing the book, then you know what I'm talking about. Now, if you go in willy-nilly without having any deadlines, then what is going to motivate you to keep going is what you need to ask yourself. Okay, encouraging and supportive. Constructive criticism is delivered in a supporting and encouraging tone. The intention is not to demoralize, but to inspire progress and development. So don't be a you-know-what hole. (laughs) Two-way communication. The best constructive criticism often involves a dialogue between the giver and the receiver. It allows for clarification, additional questions, and a deep understanding of the feedback. So basically, what this means is when you get your CP or your beta readers or whatever you're going to get for your writing, you should be able to talk to them and see how you can improve, what you can improve. And that goes as far as if you're traditionally published or you're self-publishing. So remember that. Now I will share what constructive criticism is not. Not all feedback qualifies as constructive criticism. Sometimes the feedback can be unhelpful, harmful, and counterproductive. Here are some examples of what is not considered constructive criticism. I've already mentioned personal attacks. Criticizing someone's character, personality, or appearance is not constructive. Feedback should be focused on the work, behavior, or performance, not on the individuals themselves. So don't attack people you don't know at all. Vague and general statements. Feedback is too vague or general. Lacking specific examples or suggestions for improvement is not constructive. It doesn't provide clear guidance on what needs to be changed. Fun fact, I have... My my CP is my best friend now. So she likes to have a certain type of feedback. She says like no holds bar. And I have a problem with that because her words are very good. And she never believes me when I say it's good. But that is typically, why is it? Does the sentence make sense? What does it make you feel? Instead of, it was good. I liked it. That's too vague. Remember that. Excessive negativity. Constantly pointing out flaws without acknowledging any positive aspects of the work can be demoralizing and unproductive. Constructive criticism should be balanced, highlighting both strengths and weaknesses. Don't just give them feedback that is just negative, 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 because it's going to put people off. When I got beta readers, I've had several beta readers and some of them had no idea how to give constructive criticism. Some of them were, I remember one lady told me, I just can't get into the character. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And she's the main character. And one told me that she hated the character. She hated her name and she hated what she does in the book. And I was like, okay, but why? They never answered me. So (laughs) I never figured it out. But I know one girl told me that she's not relatable. And I was like, okay, so how can I improve that? But she never answered. So there goes that. Next, non-actionable feedback. Providing feedback that is not actionable or practical is not helpful. Feedback should include specific suggestions or solutions that the recipient can use to improve. So. If you give somebody feedback that they can't do anything with it, that is considered non-actionable feedback. Comparison to others. Comparing someone's work to that of others in a negative light can be discouraging and unconstructive. Each individual's work should be evaluated on its own merits. So say someone is comparing you to whomever writer that's got books out already and they say things like well you should should do this instead of this and you're just like but what I wrote it, it's it's good it's better than good whatever what are you talking about that is comparing one writer to another writer and this is where I came with with the rule that there are no rules because there are certain in fact all the the authors that I've read break these rules all the time. I don't know. It's just a quirk about me. They say that you learn the rules and you know how to break. And I say, damn straight. (laughs) Moving on. Ignoring effort. Failing to acknowledge the effort and hard work put into the project, even if the results are not perfect, can demotivating and unappreciative. So say you wrote a passage or a scene or a chapter with purple prose. Now you thought the writing was lovely and lyrical. It hit all the points. It described things that were beautiful. And then comes along your CP, hopefully not, and they say, this is wrong. This is wrong. You use purple prose and all this is wrong and this is wrong. And then they don't say anything about how long it took you to write that scene or, you know, things like that. That's not helpful. Just remember that. That is not helpful at all. And you should never make a person feel terrible about the work. You could actually stunt people's growth as a writer by doing that. Case in point, my book... The Witch's Prophecy started out as a thriller. And I have several books of it as a thriller. I had this one guy read it and he told me I had too many storylines going on in my book. So I rewrote it from scratch. Now, I am a stay-at-home mom, so I can write faster than other people can write. But the fact that I rewrote it and I hated it. I hated what I wrote. 
I hated the way, the way that it sounded. I hated the way everything, it was terrible. So I rewrote it and I rewrote it as a fantasy. And now here we go. It's about to come out. Don't go on one person's opinion. Please don't. Don't rewrite your book because one person said that they hated the book. Okay? Just remember that. So we have unsolicited feedback. Giving feedback without being asked for it or without the recipient's consent may not be well received. Unsolicited feedback can come across as intrusive or unwanted. I've given you a lot of examples about feedback and I can think of another one where this girl read my book and she told me I I don't know if it was my mistake or her mistake but as the book went on and as her wording became more and more disconnected I guess would be the word I mean she was remarking that things that shouldn't be in there shouldn't be in there and only you know as the writer, what is more important? Like I said, don't go by one person's opinion. Overwhelming feedback. Providing an overwhelming amount of feedback and all at once can be counterproductive. It's best to focus on key points for improvement at a time. And ignoring context. Feedback that doesn't take into account the specific context, constraints, or goals of the project may not be helpful. It is essential to understand the context before the offering the criticism. Now, one of the um, points in my book, The Witch's Prophecy, it's about this assassin named Trouble Pharrell. That's the main character. And she works with a ragtag group of individuals and she calls them gophers. Now, gopher is a play on word for, for this example. Uh, those people, you know, celebrities have these people that go for, you know, a cup of coffee or pick up laundry or all these other things. They're called gophers. G-O-F-E-R. Okay. So she, in my book, she calls them gophers, like the, the rodent, the G-O-P-H-E-R. Gopher. I think that's how you spell it. <laughs> but she did, I did that. For a reason, I can't remember why I did that for a reason, but I can't remember the reason is what I'm trying to say. But I didn't want to change it to go for go, the G-O-F-E-R, because it looked lame to me, so. (laughs) And yes, they are called gophers in the book, so. Moving on, now I get it. Networking can feel intimidating. We writers often prefer the comfort of writing nooks to socialize. But remember, we're all in the same boat. Be authentic, be yourself, and let your passion for writing be your guide. It's okay to mess up and recover. I am living proof. And fun fact, my best friend, who is my writer friend, and I met because we were receiving horrible feedback from charlatans parading as experts. Don't stop, okay? Don't stop finding your tribe, okay? Because they're out there. There's, what, 8 billion people on this earth? You mean to tell me that all of them are snobs? No. All of them are good at constructive criticism? No. But you can find your tribe. I guarantee it. I've been writing for four years now. I mean, actively, like all day. But it took a long time to find that 
group of people that were sticking out with you. And I'm telling you now, you can find your own. Networking efficiently online can significantly expand your reach, connect you with like-minded individuals, and open up various opportunities. Here are some tips on how to network effectively online. Identify your goals. Before diving into online networking, clarify your objectives. Determine what you hope to achieve through networking. Are you looking for potential collaborators? Seeking writing advice or aiming to build a support network. Having a clear goal will help you focus on your efforts. Choose the right platforms. Select social media platforms and online communities that align with your writing niche or interests. Popular platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and writing forums like Reddit and professional networking sites like LinkedIn. Optimize your profile. Ensure that your online profiles are complete, professional, and accurately reflects on your writing interests and achievements. A well-crafted bio and relevant links to your work can make a strong impression on potential connections. Engage in conversations. Don't just be a passive observer. Engage actively in conversations, discussions, and writing-related threads. Offer insightful comments, share your experiences, and ask thoughtful questions. Engaging with others helps build a rapport and visibility within the community. Share your work. Don't be shy about sharing your writing journey and work in progress. Sharing excerpts, blog posts, or updates about your writing progress can pique the interest of fellow writers and readers alike. Participate in writing challenges. Many online communities host writing challenges or prompts. Participating in these events not only helps you practice your craft, but also introduces you to other writers who share your passion. Join writing groups and hashtags. Look for specific writing groups or hashtags on social media. For instance, hashtag am writing, hashtag writing community, or hashtag writer's life are popular writing related hashtags on Twitter and Instagram. Participating in these groups help you connect with fellow writers using shared interests. Be supportive. Encourage and support other writers in your endeavors. Celebrate their successes. Offer help when needed and provide constructive criticism when asked. Genuine support fosters a positive online writing network beyond writers. While connecting with fellow writers is essential, don't limit yourself to just one niche. Engage with writers, readers, editors, agents, and other industry professionals. Diverse connections can provide unique insight and opportunities. Attend virtual events. Keep an eye out for virtual writing conferences, webinars, or writing author events. Participate in these events and allows you to interact with a wider audience and make meaningful connections. Follow up. When you make new connections, follow them up. 
Send a friendly message to express your appreciation for connecting and offer assistance if relevant. Building relationships requires ongoing communication. And finally, be patient and consistent. Building a strong network takes time and consistent effort. Be patient, stay active, and be genuine in your interactions. Over time, you will develop a supportive and valuable online writing community. Remember, the effect of online networking is not only about self-promotion. It's about building authentic relationships and contributing positively to the writing community. Approach online networking with sincerity and willingness to support others, and you'll find that it enriches your writing journey in many ways. Lastly, don't forget to pay it forward. Building a supportive network isn't just about what you gain. Be there for others, offer encouragement, and celebrate successes. Remember, we are all part of this beautiful, beautiful writing community, and together we can make our writing dreams come true. Remember what I said about finding your tribe. You can do it. I know you can. I've done it. It doesn't matter if you're writing erotica or horror. You will find your tribe if you keep up with it and don't give up. That is a wrap for today's episode of How Not to Write. I hope you feel inspired to take that first step and start connecting with fellow writers. Join me next time, another exciting episode where we will explore more writing tips and tricks. Until then, keep writing and keep connecting. Your voices matter. Bye, everyone. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I hope you learned something. I hope you're inspired to write your little heart out. Remember to connect with me via email. Write me at JanaeC at JanaeWritesBooks.com and share your thoughts, questions, or even your own personal writing journey. Let's continue the conversation and build a community of aspiring writers supporting one another. Remember, it's good to have a writing friend. You can always keep up to date with the latest episodes, writing tips, and news by visiting my website at JanaeWritesBooks.com. While there, don't forget to sign up for my newsletter to receive exclusive content and be the first to know about exciting updates. And keep an eye out for my upcoming Patreon, where we can connect on a more personal level. I'll be offering exclusive perks, behind-the-scenes access, and even one-on-one interactions to help you with your writing journey. Thank you for joining me on this adventure of how not to write. Together, let's continue to embrace the art of storytelling, break barriers, and unleash your creative potential. Until next time, keep writing, keep dreaming, and never forget, your voice matters. 
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.